Ohio State running backs coach. Tony Alford was an Irish assistant for six years under Charlie Weiss and Brian Kelly. While at Notre Dame, Tony got to know Jeff Jeffers, my longtime mentor at WNDU and the most recognizable TV reporter to ever cover the Irish for 40 years. While getting to know Jeff, Tony met Jeff's son, Riley. Last year, Tony hired Riley as an assistant on offense for Ohio State. Riley Jeffers, a Marion High School alum, grew up just 15 minutes from Notre Dame. He was around the Irish all the time with his dad, grew up a huge fan. His dad, while unbiased mostly, as a reporter, perhaps the biggest Notre Dame fan I've ever met. Jeff died a few years ago. Boy, do we all wish we could be interviewing him today about how proud he is of Riley and also ask this important question. Who would Jeff be rooting for right now? <laughs> uh, but Riley has some thoughts on that. A moving and powerful conversation with a 28-year-old I've known since he was a kid. Yeah, I'm real biased in this interview. It's Faith Family Football. Here's Focus on Faith with Riley Jeffers. All right, Riley, uh, I know ever since you jumped on board at Ohio State last year, this game against Notre Dame has been circled on your calendar. Now that it's game week, how surreal or maybe how real does it feel? Uh, it feels very real. Uh, it's been a long time coming. You know, you try to focus on just the next game and the, the task at hand. But, you know, growing up in South Bend, Indiana, and, and the situation that I did, uh, you know this game is special, especially when it's two great programs at a, at a time in their existence where they're, they're both operating at a high level. And first game back in the shoe for a, a brand-new season. I mean, what a special moment. Growing up, can you put in perspective how big of a Notre Dame football fan you were? Um, I think uh, it's tough to do because you got to take into consideration that given my father's profession, um, without the University of Notre Dame and uh, Notre Dame football specifically, I don't exist as a human being. <laughs> um, you know, my dad would never, never have moved to South Bend, Indiana, never have met my mom, um, started our family if it weren't for Notre Dame football. And then moving forward from that, you know, I got to go to school and have a good and warm house over my head and clothes on my back and a, a warm belly from food because of my dad's work with Notre Dame football. Uh, so to say it was uh, just a simple fan experience, I think, is an incredible understatement. Um, I, I grew up around that program. It means, uh, you know, those those memories I have mean a great deal. Uh, it, it formed my childhood and a lot of um, my psyche that I have today and including my love of the game of football. It, it all started in that town and uh, because of that school and my dad's involvement. You know, your road to Ohio State, both personally and professionally, certainly wasn't easy. You talk about all those things. You had great advantages of who your dad was, but the road <laughs> wasn't. Take us back to the summer of 2010. Yeah, so the summer of 2010 is kind of when it uh, kick-started it all, I guess you could say. Um, so two days before Two days started in my junior year, um, which anybody who knows football is the probably the most important year in terms of just getting recruited and your development as a player. And you know that penultimate year is huge. Uh, and you know I was in a involved in a head on head on car accident right before the season started, and I had a 30 centimeter gash in my leg, a, a torn PCL, internal bleeding. And for all intents and purposes, I'm, I'm very lucky to be alive. Uh, they had to use Jaws of Life to get me out, and I was in the hospital for eight days. Uh, very, very lucky getting that situation. You know, and then you fast forward two weeks later as I'm on the mend, and you know everything's coming back clean. And honestly, I was incredibly fortunate. It probably should have been much worse. 
uh, two weeks later, my, my father has a stroke uh, right before the first Notre Dame game. So that would have been the uh, third week of the high school football season. And, then, you know, that's kind of when uh, my life and my family's life all changed at that moment. I mean, my dad had a stroke and, you know, he rehabbed and came back from there. But that's that's kind of where the difficult road started. And, um, but the, the game of football was always there as a constant whether it be me getting back on the field as, as a goal and, and something to train for, or my dad getting back on the sidelines to do TV and radio that he loves so much. The game of football really was a driving force, um, not just in our everyday life, but, you know, in terms of a greater meaning. And then you mix that in with a lot of faith and a lot of tested faith. And, you know, it really goes back to that 2010 summer. You mentioned tested faith. You grew up as a parishioner at St. Matthew's Cathedral. I know your parents instilled that Catholic faith in you. How much did your faith help you get through all those difficult years? Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely paramount that I had my faith because when you're a 16-year-old kid in a hospital bed right before the, his favorite time of year playing football, you kind of scream out to God internally of, you know, how could this happen to me? Um, what, what did I do to deserve this? And uh, you come back to your faith of realizing God always has a plan and it truly is the obstacle is the way um, without that moment. I'm probably not where I am, where I am today. And without the resiliency that I've had for myself or, you know, my family coming back from such difficult strug struggles of myself and my father, um, both very sick at the same time uh, without my faith in God and the Catholic faith at Marion high school that supported me so well and, the foundation of St. Matt's and St. Anthony's that really uh, developed my faith from a scholastic standpoint. Uh, I, I don't know where I'd be at. It, it was always having God and um, the faith of the Blessed Mother at Marion High School. Um, those things really keep you driving because without them, you, you're stuck in a wasteland of self-doubt and pity and sorrow. But through grace and, and, and through belief in the Lord that you can overcome all these things, it, it really did lead me through it. And eventually you got back on the field at Marion. Many thought including did, yourself yeah. uh, that it wasn't going to happen. You, you And you finished your career out strong. How much did you learn from Coach Reggie Glan during that time uh, that has helped you along the way and just that experience of being able to, to play football after you really didn't know if it was going to happen again? Yeah, I don't know if there's a single individual responsible for my upbringing more than Reggie Glan. I mean, that goes back to me being a four-year-old on the sideline, getting to be a ball boy or water boy, or really just being around the game. So he fostered that environment for me. And I don't know if there's anybody uh, that I would have rather had or, or the Lord knew I needed by my side at that moment more than Reggie Glan. You know, during that season when I didn't know if I was going to play ever again, you know, at, at first, not knowing how bad it was, uh, Reggie handed me a clipboard and handed me a polo instead of a helmet and shoulder pads. And he goes, all right, I'm going to teach you how to coach. And, and he sat me down in his office and he started to teach me through, you know, how you break down blitzes and break down defensive fronts. And he gave me a purpose during a time where I did my, my purpose had disappeared. You know, my identity was so wrapped up in being a football player and being a high performer and, and that disappeared. But Reggie gave me that purpose still. And, and he kept me involved. And he, he, he always gave me the phrase that he gives every football team that, at the end of the season that, you know, when you lose that playoff game, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Um, no matter what you do, the sun's going to come up, um, no matter how bad it seems. And, and so Reggie Glan just being that backbone there, and again, with the faith that he instilled in me and his program, uh, man, I am eternally grateful. 
We are talking with Marion alum and South Bend native Riley Jeffers, son of the late great Jeff Jeffers, sportscaster at WNDU for more than 40 years, covering Notre Dame football. Riley now on the staff at Ohio State as they get set to face Notre Dame in the season opener. This is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. 2012 rolls around. You're suddenly a walk-on on the Kansas football team under Charlie Weiss. You're a long snapper, and out of nowhere, here you are getting the chance to long snap right out of the gate. And on that same day, your dad is in the broadcast booth in Ireland broadcasting Notre Dame's game against Navy. And, you know, we all know your dad had his struggles post-stroke when he came back on the air. That day, if you were listening, you didn't know he had, a, had previously had a stroke. He was awesome. Where does that day rank for you in terms of all-time memories that you both got to shine in the game in college football at the same time? Uh, I mean, it's probably just right up there, if not at the top. Um, you know, I, I, I went to Kansas, given my relationship with Charlie Weiss. And, and if we're being frank, he, he probably took a little bit of pity on me, just knowing I wanted to keep playing and having a South Bend connection there for him and, and, and his son, Charlie. Um, and then, you know, getting the opportunity to long snap and just kind of being a, you know, a role player on the scout team. And then the guy that I uh, took over for had, you know, unfortunately got into DUI that night. And so I got to start because of a suspension. And, you know, halfway around the world, my father also gets to do a global radio broadcast because of another suspension from a former Notre Dame broadcaster. Um, you know, if you, you if you did that in a movie, it would seem made up. Uh, two two incredible returns, um, each in their own right, with each person doing exactly what they wanted to do in that moment. I don't, there was no place I'd rather be than than on that field playing for the Kansas Jayhawks, and there's no place my dad would rather be than in the broadcast booth with with Don Crickey doing a Notre Dame game playing the Naval Academy. Uh, it's just an incredible moment and something that we'll always cherish. And it, it was a great little. Uh, I won't say it's an ending, but it was a great little continuation of the story. You know, for some reason, the Indiana sportscaster and sports writers waited forever to induct your dad into the Hall of Fame. Uh, finally happened this past summer. I mean, you gave an awesome speech, uh, amazing speech in your dad's honor. I know he was proud of you. We all were proud of you. What did it mean to you to be able to give that speech? You know, it meant the world. When you think about, you know, how many people get that honor? There's a lot of eulogies that go on and a lot of eulogies that take place and people do a great job memorializing people they love. But to do it in such a fashion where my dad is having the great honor of going into the Hall of Fame in the state where he dedicated his career uh, and for me to get a chance to do that, um, it allowed me to say a lot of things that I've wanted to for many years and, and give honor to his career. And, you know, it, it makes me laugh back to times when uh, I was at St. Anthony's or St. Matt's and I was you know, volunteered most of the time to uh, read the uh, liturgy at, at school mass. And my dad would, you know, drill me on, on, on whatever the scripture was and make sure I presented it and, and performed the um, performed at the lecture in, in, in the correct way. And, you know, he took public speaking, obviously, very seriously, given his career. And it was those little training moments that all, it kind of felt like it all led up to that. Uh, so very thankful. And it was, it really was a sweet cherry on top that I got to do that for him. And I, I'm sure he would have loved it. I'm sure he also would have said, uh, shut the hell up, stop talking about me. Uh, but it was, it was an absolutely unbelievable moment. For those just tuning in, 
if you are wondering why Angel is so biased in this interview, uh, yes, I am very biased in this interview because we're talking with Riley Jeffers, Marion alum, and the son of my old mentor at WNDU, the man that uh, helped shape me into the man I am too. I knew this was going to happen. You're doing better than I am. Uh, late, great Jeff Jeffers. Uh, hey, uh, Riley, when did you know coaching was going to be the path for you? Because I remember there were days when you were a teenager when you're like, nah, you know, I'm going to be a sportscaster with you guys. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. Growing up, everybody as a kid wants to be, you know, the starting quarterback and the Heisman Trophy winner. And I thought I was going to grow up and, and do that and, you know, be this great athlete playing the NFL or Major League Baseball. And then, you know, I think my dad in the background knew my uh, genetic capabilities a little bit more than <laughs> I did. Uh, and uh, he always put the bug in my ear of, you know, I think you're a coach. I think you're a coach. I, I think you are. And I was like, no, I want to be a player. And of course he, he encouraged me to do that. And, you know, as you get older and uh, you start to think about career opportunities and obviously broadcasting is something I, I love dearly. And, but then you also think about, you know, just a practical solution. Should I get into finance? Should I get into real estate and bounce around that? Um, but coaching was always in the back of my head, especially, uh, getting the taste of it that I did that year in high school where I was injured. And, and then my first year back home when I, I decided to move back to South Bend because my dad was so sick and Reggie Glan once again said, well, why don't you come out and coach? Um, and I, I really did just get the taste for it. I mean, there's nothing like it, being able to pour into young kids and uh, really in the back of my mind, you know, a lot of people get into this profession of coaching for ego because they want money or, or fame or whatever comes with it. And, you know, a lot most people get burned out. But I think about if I can give these young men an, an ounce of what the game of football has given me and gotten me through, then, man, that, that is all worth it. So I think uh, whether I knew it or not, I would always end up a coach. It was just the path to get there that, that makes it even sweeter. You know, and people think that money comes right away and that fame comes right away and that the job's easy and it's just so much fun. But it's a long journey. You you're not that oh, yeah. you're not a teenager anymore, and you're still working your way up the ladder quite a bit. You're at Ohio State, but you're not an assistant coach. You're an assistant to the assistant coach. You're still working your way up. Can you put in yeah. perspective how much work it takes to to, to make it? Um, it's an unbelievable amount of work. From you know taking a volunteer spot down at FAU for no money and sleeping on couches and in the office just because you wanted to do this so bad. And then when you continue to move up and, you know, you think, you know, a lot of football as a player, and then you realize, you know, absolutely nothing, especially when you're sitting in the same room as Lane Kiffin and Charlie Weiss Jr. Who are two just absolute geniuses. When it comes to the game of football, you realize you've got a long way to go. And, you know, for, for every quick success story of someone being in the right place or wrong, right time, there's a thousand different other stories of people who've struggled and grinded through trying to rise through the coaching ranks and, um, and you know what, I, I, I'm very happy with the path I've had to take and, and continuing to grind and struggle because it makes the successes all that much more sweeter and you continue to build that re resiliency and you continue to test your faith just like when I was in the, my car accident in, in high school. It's the same test of faith and the same test of fortitude and it really comes down to whatever the obstacle is in front of you, you can either run from it or you know the obstacle is the way. And, and by overcoming that and embracing it, you know, I, I get the opportunity to work my butt off, you know, from August 1st till, you know, New Year's, you really don't have a day off. And it takes a lot to be at the top level of college football. And I wouldn't want to have it any other way.
What do you think your dad's thinking about in heaven right now about this scenario of you coaching against Notre Dame? <laughs> yeah, I, I've thought about that a little bit. I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I have some theories. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, his love for that university ran so deep. I, I don't think he could say he was cheering for the Buckeyes. I think he would hope, you know, me, Tony Alford, and the running backs have a really good day. Um, you, you know, I, I can't say for it, but I think deep down – he, he would want to me, see me do incredibly well and knowing the time that I put in and knowing how much he cares to me, you know, what a, what a day for him. 7.30 PM rolls around. What's going to be going through your body considering your history with both of these programs? I'll be thinking about, all right, let's get this kickoff team or kickoff return team ready to go and, and get our offense out there and operating smoothly and don't have a false start or some dumb procedural penalty. Um, uh, but really what's going to be going through my own mind is how do we win this football game? How do I, how do I support these players and these coaches as much as physically possible? And then uh, once that clock hits zero, then I'll think about how, how awesome this experience was. But, you know, when, when kickoff rolls around, there's a job that needs to be done and I hope we execute it and prepare for it to execute it to the absolute best of our abilities and, and come out victorious. Riley, thank you very much. Best of luck. I know there's many, Many uh, Michiana residents cheering you on, but not cheering you on too much on this night. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't expect anything less. And I know people have their loyalties, and I absolutely respect that. And it's going to be a hell of a game. Thanks, Riles. Thanks a Riley Jeffers, Marion High grad, joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Uh, yeah, I can't really talk about this that much more. John, I'll let you weigh in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I got a chance to know Riley a little bit. He was helping out at Marion coaching, actually, before he went to FAU, and then now he's at Ohio State. And uh, we de he definitely has a strong group. Uh, as he mentioned, Reggie Glan, a, a large Marion community, uh, rooting him on. Um, but, I mean, Riley's always been inspiring to me. He's he, Him and his whole family, they, they just do – uh, great work. They're just impressive people. And, and, you know, the last thing he said, you know, he needs to support the players and coaches today. And it's, it's incredible to me because, you know, some people, they get into football because they just have a pure love of the game. But he has that. And on top of that, he just has a pure love for other people and want to help. And I think that's just a, an amazing thing. When I heard his Hall of Fame speech for his dad in April, I was never more convinced that he's going to be a major division one head coach having that. had him as a coach he coached me for a year at Marion and he helped out on the offense and clearly he was a, a good coach because he's at Ohio State now I mean I I've been rooting him on since he left to go down to Florida and I think uh, I think he's really got a great career ahead of him with Notre Dame Federal Credit Union our online banking and mobile app are like having a branch right at your fingertips and with everything you need to use and manage your accounts 24 7 Hi, I'm Diane Freeby of Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, inviting you to enjoy better banking where and when you want. Features include bill pay, money transfer, budgeting, early payday program, and much more. Check us out today at NotreDameFCU.com to learn more. Insured by NCUA.